Good evening. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 77. God is my strong salvation. What foe have I to fear? In darkness and temptation, my light, my help is near. Though hosts encamp around me, firm in the fight I stand. What terror can confound me with God at my right hand? Hymn number 77. If you would like to follow along with the readings, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and you will see the place to click for the Wednesday evening meeting, the Wednesday evening text. That's where you'll find the readings for tonight. The theme for tonight is, Lead Me Not Into Temptation. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Luke. Our Father, which art in heaven, lead us not into temptation. 
and Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up into an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout all the region round about. And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and some fell upon a rock. And as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. They on the rock are they, which when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. Now the Feast of Unleavened Bread drew nigh, which is called the Passover. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might kill him, for they feared the people. And he came out and went, as he was wont, to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer and was come to the disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. And he said unto them, Why sleep ye? Rise and pray, 
lest ye enter into temptation. 1 Corinthians There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that ye may be able to bear it. Ye cannot drink the cup of the Lord and the cup of devils. Ye cannot be partakers of the Lord's table and of the table of devils. Hebrews For unto us was the gospel preached. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. James Blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that loved him. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and from Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. Christian scientists cannot watch too sedulously or bar their doors too closely or pray to God too fervently for deliverance from the claims of evil. Thus doing, scientists will silence evil suggestions, uncover their methods, and stop their hidden influence upon the lives of mortals. Rest assured that God in his wisdom will test all mankind on all questions, and then, if found faithful, he will deliver us from temptation and show us the powerlessness of evil, even its utter nothingness. Your means of protection and defense from sin are constant watchfulness and prayer, that you enter not into temptation and are delivered from every claim of evil, so you intelligently know and demonstrate in science that evil has neither prestige, power, nor existence, since God, good, is all in all. The Christian scientist has enlisted to lessen evil, disease, and death, and he will overcome them by understanding their nothingness and the allness of God or good. Sickness to him is no less a temptation than is sin, and he heals them both by understanding God's power over them. 
the Christian scientist knows that they are errors of belief, which truth can and will destroy. Since Jesus must have been tempted in all points, he, the Immaculate, met and conquered sin in every form. The only civil sentence which he had for error was, Get thee behind me, Satan. The Master's sublime triumph over all mortal mentality was immortality's goal. He was too wise not to be willing to test the full compass of human woe, being in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Thus, the absolute unreality of sin, sickness, and death was revealed, a revelation that beams on mortal sense as the midnight sun shines over the polar sea. When tempted to sin, we should know that evil proceedeth not from God, good, but is a false belief of the personal senses. And if we deny the claims of these senses and recognize man as governed by God, spirit, not by material laws, the temptation will disappear. On this principle, disease also is treated and healed. We know that man's body, as matter, has no power to govern itself. And a belief of disease is as much the product of mortal thought as sin is. It is self-evident that error is not truth. Then it follows that it is untrue. And if untrue, unreal. And if unreal, to conceive of error as either right or real, is sin in itself. To be delivered from believing in what is unreal, from fearing it, following it, or loving it, one must watch and pray that he enter not into temptation, even as one guards his door against the approach of thieves. Wrong is thought before it is acted. You must control it in the first instance, or it will control you in the second. To overcome all wrong, it must become unreal to us. And it is good to know that wrong has no divine authority. Therefore, man is its master. I rejoice in the scientific apprehension of this grand verity. Let us watch and pray that we enter not into the temptation of ease in sin, and let us not forget that others before us have laid upon the altar all that we have to sacrifice and have passed to their reward. Too soon we cannot turn from disease in the body to find disease in the mortal mind and its cure in working for God. Thought must be made better and human life more fruitful for the divine energy to move it onward and upward. The good cannot lose their God, their help, in times of trouble. If they mistake the divine command, they will recover it, countermand their order, retrace their steps, and reinstate his orders, more assured to press on safely. The best lesson of their lives 
is gained by crossing swords with temptation, with fear and the besetments of evil, insomuch as they thereby have tried their strength and proven it, insomuch as they have found their strength made perfect in weakness, and their fear is self-immolated. The discipline of the flesh is designed to turn one, like a weary traveler, to the home of love. To lose error thus is to live in Christ, truth. A true sense of the falsity of material joys and sorrows, pleasures and pains, takes them away and teaches life's lesson aright. Resist the temptation to believe in matter as intelligent, as having sensation or power. Blessed is the man that endureth, overcometh temptation. For when he is tried, proved faithful, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, Forever. Bruce, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 379. I will read the second verse. Well for him who nothing knoweth but his God, whose boundless love makes the heart wherein it gloweth calm and pure and faithful prove. Hymn number 379.
Good evening, and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our weekly testimony meeting for Wednesday, October 20th, 2021. At all our meetings and services, we read from the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy, the discoverer and founder of Christian Science. We are very happy and thankful that people from all over the world have found our church and regularly participate in our services. Our website, plainfieldcs.com, has an extensive collection of the finest Christian science literature to read, study, and listen to. And we have several websites in a number of different languages. So Mrs. Eddy's revelation of Christian science reaches people all around the world in their own language. And it's healing and with its healing and protecting message. So be sure to look through our websites. They are all free. Our next Bible study <clears throat> is scheduled for about two weeks from Saturday. That's November 6th at 10 a.m. The questions will be posted on our website, so keep an eye out for them and be sure to join us on Saturday morning, November 6th at 10 o'clock. Every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock, we have our roundtable discussion. These are wonderful discussions that help us to broaden our understanding of Christian science and to better understand how to live this science in our daily lives. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. You'll be glad you did. Then, right after our roundtable, our Sunday morning church service begins at 11. So be sure to tune in for both of these, the roundtable at 10 and the service at 11. Our Sunday school also meets every Sunday morning at 11. The Sunday school is open to children from anywhere. It has its own teleconference number. So if you have a child who can't attend in person, they can attend by telephone. Please call the church to get the phone number and we'll be very happy to welcome your children. And we have a nursery for infants and toddlers at all our services. So when you come, be sure to bring the little ones along too. I will now read from the church manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or suffering although the generic name of the disease may be indicated. For everyone who gives a testimony tonight, 
we would ask that you please keep your remarks to within four minutes. This will give everyone the opportunity to share their offering tonight. For those who are on the telephone, when you are ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also, keep in mind that when you do, we are going to be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your phone picks up. So we kindly request that you be in a quiet place and I will call on each of you one at a time by name. Our meeting tonight is now open for the sharing of testimonies of healing through Christian science. Luann from New York, go ahead, please. Thank you. I'm very grateful to God for the many blessings he has bestowed upon my family and myself. He has been the source of my strength, my courage, and my life since I joined this church. I'm so grateful for everything I'm learning and for the quick healing I recently received. Last week, while I was installing a vent pipe, through the exterior wall of the house for a range hood, the jigsaw I was using hit something in the wall and jumped out of the hole I was cutting. It tore down the side of my finger and cut it up pretty bad. The pain was immense, but all I could think of was my relationship with God. I declared, this is not true. Man is not material. But it continued to sting and bleed. I held it under the running water, holding the cup closed, and continued to declare God's allness. I felt a tremendous amount of love, faith, and trust wash over me. My friend saw it and suggested that I go to the hospital. I answered, what for? I felt like there was nothing more to declare or do about it. I was very clear. <coughs> 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 I remembered my practitioner saying once, if it didn't happen in divine mind, then it didn't happen at all. Immediately the pain and bleeding stopped and my finger was no longer tore open. I dried my hands and finished the job I was doing. All week long I have continued to work on my outdoor projects and in the pottery shop as if nothing ever happened. Over the years I have been healed of many things and I feel so deeply grateful for all the work of my practitioner that has held me in God's love and of my and held my thoughts focused on the good, enduring, and true. Our roundtable discussions and Bible study lessons have also played a role in helping to strengthen my understanding of God. I am grateful to Mrs. Eddy in Christ Jesus, whose many examples of healing have opened my eyes to the to the power of divine science. I'm grateful for all that I've been given. Thank you. Thank you. Emma. From Canada. A number of years ago, I was hired to teach public speaking to a group of homeschooled children in Guelph, Canada. The classes were held in one of the mother's spacious home and were a series of once a week attendants for the duration of six to 10 weeks. I did not know the homeschooling families in that area and simply embraced them in thought as precious children of God. The Christ consciousness was all I had. 
the curriculum was used, it was wonderful, teaching the audience how to give undivided, expectant attention to the speaker. The speaker was taught to smile and give attention to all of the audience by looking at them to the left, then the middle, and then to the right. They were taught not to hurry and wait because they are giving attention. No one was left out of the whole experience, both the audience and the speaker. God is all in all, and everyone is included. The classes went very well. The host mother had some personal issues as to how I taught, though at the end of the class she acknowledged that my method and structure worked. Humbly and meekly, I acknowledged her comment and did not react either way. I put everyone under the jurisdiction and governance of divine principle and divine love. All the classes were completed and the mini course was finished. A number of days later, another mother called me at home. She told me that her little daughter, who attended the public speaking classes, was a mute of which I had no idea. And that after the public speaking classes, this little girl now speaks. I did not do any specific prayer since I did not know anything of the child's muteness, nor was I given any history of any child. This was a healing that God performed, and God simply used me in the way that was right. Thank you so much. I'm grateful for Christian Sai. Bye. Thank you. Carolyn from California. Hello. Okay, the morning of a few days ago, I saw a monarch butterfly on the ground, and it was still. It was very still. I went out to pick her up. She couldn't fly. It was really cold out. I took her to the sun on a dish towel, and I set her down by the roses. I saw it about our lesson, the doctrine of atonement, how Jesus never died and he rose up. I said the Lord's Prayer, the Christian Science Version, and I said, give us grace for today, give us life for today. And then I saw in mind the butterfly fly. So I left her, and a couple hours later I went out to water the roses, and she was gone. So I was very happy. As I cleaned the yard, I saw monarch butterfly fluttering. So then I just felt so happy. I felt hope and joy and love and and strength to practice. Uh, well, this story is not about a specific healing, but it's because my challenge is with my pets and. Sometimes these little things happen, so to continue, a little later, when I'm going in, there she is fluttering around my playfully. So later we went over to the park, and there was the butterfly again. So the monarch is a symbol to me of my son's love and continued life after his passing. But it just, the feeling was so different from when I have some doubt and, or I'm just 
struggling and I'm I'm just like what why and when I the butterfly came and then so I just was like and I remember our lessons and I'm continuing with the church and it's just so beautiful and then the heron I always see the blue heron and it's there's not a lot of butterflies and herons where I go but he crosses my path very often and and to me the heron's reminding me that I am doing I am on the right path so today, again, we went over to the park and there was the butterfly because what was Carol doubting? She wasn't sure. She didn't really want to give this testimony, but um, she committed herself. So I hope so. I hope it does some good for someone. And thank you for letting me be part of. Thank you. Day Day from Georgia. Go ahead, please. please. Thank you. I'm grateful for all that we have in this church that teaches the correct and most effective way to practice Christian science. With all that I've been learning, I always have a simple truth to turn to, no matter what question I have or challenge I need to overcome. And when I need to dig deeper to learn a lesson and see improvement, I can always turn to the website at any time of the day or night to find something that meets my immediate need and contributes to my continued progress. This way of living and learning is blessing me tremendously and helping me to bless others with what I'm gaining along my journey. Thank you so much for tonight's readings, for the music, and for all the testimonies. I'm grateful to be a part of tonight's meeting. Thank you. Thank you. Patricia, Canada. Patricia from Canada. Go ahead, please. This past January, COVID disruptions at work caused layoffs right down to a skeletal staff. Part of my job is to maintain the existing client base with sales calls. Whenever I passed through the lab, all eyes would follow me, yearning to hear some hopeful news. The pressure was really on me to bring in work. My bosses weren't blaming me, considering the difficult economic environment, and they knew I was trying hard, but divine love's environment is harmonious by law, and God is source. Toronto is very international, and there are many nationalities, languages, and religions where I work. Many co-workers spoke openly about praying to God in their own way. But after many months of only a few boxes of work coming in at a time, my immediate boss confided that things were so tough they needed to make a fast decision if they should close very soon. She was hinting strongly for me to pray because she knows I'm a Christian scientist. And that woke me up because... They'd had close calls in past and had scraped through, but this was far worse. And scraping through as compared to blossoming with holy purpose are two different things. So I prayed far more earnestly. <clears throat> I paraphrased what Malachi said. Give all your trust to mind's ideas and store them up and treasure them, that you may be nourished by truth's reality. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, 
if I will not open to you a vision of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. Two of my bosses who head the new sales department actually lessened their sales efforts to concentrate on updating the corporate website. And even before its completion, work started to flow in. Boxes filled up the warehouse and off-site storage, too. Staff were all hired back, and new in-house staff are now being hired. And they're putting on another shift, too. There's also remote and offshore staff also being added. My boss just kept shaking her head and saying, Why do we ever doubt? There was no doubt in anyone's mind that this was far above the realm of anything that any of us could do individually, as a sales team or a group. It was obvious to all that it was God's hand. When I sent out the email to alert all departments about the incoming work, I added the word, praise God. And this had never been done before in our business setting, but I received no objection for doing so under the circumstances. While I have other things I'm also praying about, this has been a very helpful object lesson for me, and I keep repeating, why do we ever doubt? Thank you to Plainfield for being there as a spiritual boot camp and as a spiritual oasis. Thank you. Luba from Ohio. Go ahead, please. I first came to Plainfield to work with a practitioner, thinking it was only to get through a situation. However, what has occurred has brought great blessings in my life. My decision to continue here has brought much growth in my understanding of Christian science, and I'm so very grateful for the Bible studies and roundtable. And I owe most gratitude to my practitioner for her patience and her continual work with me and the healings that have occurred. Thank you so much for the music and readings, and I am very grateful to be here this evening. Thank you. Jeremy. <laughs> I am very grateful to be a member of this church and for all that God has brought into my life by being here. Last week, I received an email that spoke about getting a college degree. As I have learned here, I didn't just disregard the email, but I prayed about it. Perhaps it was some bit of divine inspiration letting me know that this was important. The feeling I got back gave me such peace, and that is, where on earth could I ever learn more than at this church? For the past eight years, I've been here learning about Christian science, the Bible, history. I've been learning so much that has helped me to do work for this church, from editing audio and making videos to programming. I've learned to communicate better, and even learned how to be a good host for when people come over for the Bible study. I've learned that the lies in my early life have no power over me, and this brought much healing and joy. At no part of my day do I ever feel like I'm missing out on a, quote, real life, nor do I feel my life is lacking anything from not having a degree. All that God has given me here in Plainfield has made me happier 
and more peaceful than I ever thought possible. The only thing that seems likely to make my life any better is just more time here. So I'm so grateful for Christian Science, for this church, for practitioner support, and tonight's meeting. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Dale A. in Virginia. I have noticed over the last several years that one of our neighbors at our weekend home was always in a wonderful mood and so fun to be around. He also was very willing to help my husband and me with projects. He's not a religious man, but truly lives what we read about in the Bible and learn from this church. He's been calling every day to check on my husband, who I testified last week is recovering from a heart attack and received so much wonderful help from our dedicated Plainfield practitioner. This morning I asked our friend why he's always so cheerful. And he said that every morning he chooses his mood. What a wonderful idea to intentionally choose to be in a happy and loving mood every day. I'm now going to follow his lead and all that we are learning in this marvelous church and choose each day to be happy, grateful, and loving. I feel like a new person already. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings tonight and the music. I'm very grateful for the correct and clear teachings at this church that come through various outlets of listening and reading and um, and also classes. One day I had a sharp pain and had difficulty moving. A fellow church member was aware of my discomfort and spoke a few truths from the Bible and Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy. I felt the peace and uplift of her thought and the pain diminished greatly so that I was able to move about and sleep that night. The next day I talked with my Plainfield practitioner and spoke to her about the problem. The pain left that morning and it did not return. I was instructed to make sure that I was radiating the light of the Christ and not taking in, absorbing anything negative around me. This made me more aware about keeping my thought more active in scientific prayer radiating good, as we are told in the article titled Radiation and Absorption by A. Lerner, found on our website. I needed to make sure I was connected to God, the source of all good, not just thinking words or being cheerful, but feeling his presence, especially when things got very busy. I'm very grateful for the continual lessons of disciplining thought as Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians 10, in the Bible, quote, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, end quote, and how to make this science, the truth that makes you free, a daily practical help in life. I thank God for his goodness, for Christ Jesus and Mary Baker Eddy and the Plainfield Church. Thank you. 
Bruce. The statement on our daily calendar today reads something like this. Whatever lies before you or whatever is lied behind you, they pale in comparison to what lies within you. And it reminded me of Jesus' statement where he said, the kingdom of heaven is within you. It reminded me also of a time, some time ago, recently actually, when I had a, uh, a job, a work assignment coming up, and I found myself dreading it. I don't know why, but in the, in the past it had been a rather cumbersome job, but nothing to dread. So I ask myself, what's within me? Is it the kingdom of heaven, like Jesus said? Or is it some imaginary dread thing that, that really has no place in anybody's thinking? Well, the time came to start the job, and it proved to be not nearly as difficult as this vision of uh, problems like I was entertaining at that one time. And it just taught me the lesson. It's just amazing how the uncontrolled imagination can make things seem so much worse than they really are. And as this job went on, yeah, it had challenges, but the, the challenges had answers too. So it was nothing. I'm so very grateful to learn that the kingdom of heaven is within you. But it also made me want to ask myself, what are my expectations? Do I have a positive expectancy of good? That's a good question to ask. And talking about expectations, it brings to mind uh, one of the hymns that we have in our hymnals, number 350, where the third verse starts, We expect a bright tomorrow. All will be well. Faith can sing through days of sorrow. All must be well. And... Knowing that this is true, it makes me so grateful for Christian science. What I've learned here in the Plainfield Church has been so helpful. Thank you. Sorry from Germany. I'm just so grateful for the insights and understanding that I gain more and more every day in Christian science and the practitioner work that teaches me that Christian science is a science and not just a matter of uh, faith healing or things like this. Um, an incident has uh, arisen in my life where I have been told information and um, I now know that the only way that I can know whether it is uh, to be the right information to handle or not is to just ask God. No human being has the answer, but God knows because God knows that there is truth. And the truth that comes from God is clear and clean and loving. I'm very, very grateful to know that in Him we live and move and have our being, that we are one with God, that God doesn't take us part of the way. God takes us all the way. So even though I'm in the middle of something, I know that it has already been cared for and that one blesses, but what blesses one blesses all. Thank you so much. Thank you, Plainfield. Thank you.
Gary. Well, tonight I'm very grateful for the fact that Christian science is a science. It shows us that there is a law of God, a law of good, that lifts us out of whatever ails us. Um, there's a statement in our textbook, um, one of many that I love, that states, truth, life, and love are a law of annihilation to everything unlike themselves because they declare nothing except God. Well, Jesus understood this science. He might not have explained it as a science, but he understood it. He knew that divine truth, life, and love were a law of God. And that's how he healed, because the science of Christianity heals. I have been healed of many things through the study and practice of Christian science, often with the help of a practitioner from this church. And with every healing has come a greater sense of the presence and power of God, greater confidence in our authority over sin and sickness and death. Through God, just as Jesus, just as Jesus taught, it is a wonderful and liberating way to live, knowing that no matter what the problem is, there is a law of God that is always there to lift us out of it. It is as St. Paul writes in his letters, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death that is, the so-called law of sin and death. I'm grateful for Mary Baker Eddy for discovering this science and for teaching that I have received in this church. And I'm grateful to be with you all here tonight. Thank you. Shardy. Good evening. I offer tonight a gratitude for our Bible studies. Each one is a holy event where understanding and spiritual growth take place individually. During the last Bible study on October 9th, titled Unity of Church Part 2 from the Book of Ephesians, I prepared in my usual fashion, but something happened during the study. I was flooded with a peace, a peace, and a feeling of God's love for us and his perfect gift of unity and his oldness. I would like to share a few of the things that were brought out during the study. He himself is our peace. It is oneness that is a gift of God. Christ is our honored guest. We must be willing, receptive, be still. God is all there is to me. And then Paul said, quote, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me, end quote. A servant waits 
attends, yields obedience, and is an instrument all through humility. I am very grateful for our Bible studies and God's unspeakable gifts for all of us. Thank you. Thank you. Sharon. Several weeks ago, I got the thought it was time to put the calendar statements for 2022 in the template. And the template is a square, and the statement has to be placed so it's easy to read, and it looks good. So I pray and I ask God, what do I need to know? And a, a verse from him, 324, came to me that says, Take my hands and let them move at the impulse of thy love. Well, I was very grateful for that, and I held to it. And it went very quickly, and now the calendar is at the printer to be printed, to be um, sold in a few weeks. I am just so grateful for everything that we've learned here, to go to God, ask him, what do I need to know that will help us with everything that we have to do? And it's always right, it's done correctly and quickly. I'm so grateful for Christian Science, for this church, practitioner help, and thank you for the readings. Thank you. Florence. Florence from Georgia. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amanda, for the readings on Lead Us Not Into Temptation. We learn, all of us here, that every day we are tempted, that errors that come are nothing but temptations to be overcome. And I'm so grateful to Mrs. Eddie for making this one of her instructions to her students to pray without ceasing. Particularly, she said this to James Neal, that to never stop praying, no matter how often, lead me not into temptation. And her own interpretation of this beautiful section of the Lord's Prayer, God, Jesus' prayer to all mankind, she says that, and God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. Which has so, been so helpful because for so long, <clears throat> the things that came, the errors that came, I, I didn't have any means of stopping them or I just accepted them, believed in them, and therefore they carried on. But to lead us not into temptation now is very strong for me because it means help me to unsee the reality of sickness, deliver me from seeing evil, hearing evil, or believing in any kind of evil. And that has been great help because Sometimes the error seems so real. I mean, it just seems so real, and we all know this. And how I've been able to overcome is by just praying to God with all my heart. Father, please help me to see the unreality of this. 
and it's only a temptation. But it's very difficult to see at times. I'm so grateful for what Mrs. Eddie has taught, so grateful for the examples of Christ Jesus himself, Mary Baker Eddy, everyone who has ever done anything and has written it for us to follow. I am just so grateful that this it can, we can prove this, that the, the evils that come are just nothing but temptations, and we can overcome them with what we are learning. Grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. A few things to read from the church website bulletin board. Virginia, many thanks for the Wednesday, October 13th readings on Let Your Light Shine, an inspiring roadmap of unself-love in following Christ. This is going into my arsenal. And thanks for each testimony that demonstrated the signs following from letting this light of truth shine. I'm also grateful for all the leadings of truth found in each Bible study, roundtable, lesson, and all the offerings on the church website. An article found on this site entitled A Better Way by Louise Knight Wheatley is a precious reminder of the rewards of sharing this truth with love to the glory of God. And then Australia, I share a Mary Baker Eddy red letter quote with you. Spirit's breath is upon it. As foundational principle of divine science, I hold this quote close while studying science and health. And the quote is this from the first edition. There is no life or principle in man that proves him immortal. Hence, we have no resource but to annihilate the belief of life and intelligence in matter and understand God, the principle of man, and his immortality. And this is an email from Virginia. Dear fellow members, while continually grateful for all the instruction and inspiration which this church provides, I am especially thankful for the Sunday, September 26th roundtable in it was given vital information to handle the evil trying to present itself in our nation and world, including a call to arms. In that paper was a reference to a section, pages 5 and 6, from Mrs. Eddy's Christian Science versus Pantheism, showing what we must do, as Jesus did, to cast out evil, the lie. This is vital to our work, and why? Because, as Mrs. Eddy says, science is more effectual than all other means, and because evil and disease will never disappear in any other way. I am grateful daily to God for sending his son Jesus to demonstrate the Christ and to Mary Baker Eddy, who sacrificed her life through love and in obedience to God, explaining this divine science for the salvation of all mankind. With grateful thanks to this independent church, I enclose my monthly contribution. And this one is from England. I just wanted to express gratitude for the item, How I Was Healed, it was an article, which, you meant, which was mentioned and which was then posted on the Plainfield website carousel. 
of the man who was healed after 35 years of pain. There's lots for me to think about there, as I find I have good and bad days. Very grateful for all that you and Plainfield do. I often think that your days at Plainfield must be significantly longer than other people's, as you manage to accomplish so much. I'm working to progress, as it seems there are so many issues in the world to pray about at present. I'm reading Mary Baker Eddy, her spiritual footsteps on the website at present, as was suggested at one of the roundtables. And then we are having very beautiful autumn here, mild and mostly sunny, which has meant a few butterflies are still about and lovely to see. Much gratitude and love to you and all at Plainfield. She sends us beautiful pictures, and Shardy often puts them on our bulletin board, beautiful pictures of England and butterflies. And then this testimony from Hawaii. Last week's focus on teaching children and being as a child for healing to take place struck a chord with me. For the past few years, my husband and I have been estranged from his son, wife, and grandchildren. In the past, it has been convenient for me to just go along with whatever my husband dictates, especially when it involves his children. Yes, a coward's lazy way out of a difficult situation. Christian science instruction, study, and demonstration, as practiced by Plainfield, has made me take a good, long look at my past and recently held views on people and life choices. There, there was always that niggling guilt behind ignoring the family. I pushed those thoughts away so as to keep what I thought was peace at home. But I always felt guilty about being removed from the children as I was close to them and they to me. God was speaking loud and clear and making me squirm. I could not ignore this situation any longer. A few weeks ago, I reached out to them by writing a letter, apologizing for my horrible behavior, and asked for their forgiveness for alienating them for so long. Then I waited, really thinking that they would not possibly forgive me so easily. About a week later on Facebook, I received the sweetest message from my daughter-in-law, expressing her gratitude that I had reached out and how much she had missed me. It was as though a heavy weight had lifted from my shoulders. The feeling of immense gratitude and humility filled me with such optimism about life and the truth that we can all correct bad behavior. Nothing is impossible if you follow God's direct instructions. With a humble and a true desire to mend broken relationships, long-held erroneous beliefs, and thoughts about persons, places, or things, can expose them for what they are, aggressive mental suggestion, all nothings. It was evident to me that neither husband or any family member can trump God's will and law, and I must hold this position going forward. And then she says, Thank you, Jeremy, for his clarity and kindness, Craig for his purity and childlike spirit, Carol for her sweet dedication and love, Linda for her no-nonsense take, Gary for his leadership, Bruce for his honesty and sincerity, and everyone is blushing. (laughs) 
and everyone else contributing with their wonderful testimonies, you are teaching those sitting passively, statically, in the dark, and stirring movement in gratitude and love. Thank you very much on those for those beautiful readings about temptation, uh, something we all have to think about every day. I, I uh, used to think that temptation just involved, you know, something sexual or alcoholism or something like that. But here I've learned that we can be tempted to be fearful. We can be tempted to be doubtful. We can t- be tempted to be negative. And these are temptations that God helps us with, and he leads us away from those temptations. The beautiful thought that was read from Message from 1901, to overcome all wrong, it must become unreal to us, and it is good to know that wrong has no divine authority, therefore man is its master. I rejoice in the scientific apprehension of this grand verity. So I was very grateful to hear those readings tonight, and I can't help but... um, This is sort of a quote from Oscar Wilde. Many of you might know it, but I always think it's very funny. He says, I can resist everything except temptation. (laughs) So so we all must get above that. (laughs) Anyway, it's always good to have a good laugh at ERA. I'm so grateful to be with you all tonight, and may God bless your evening. Thank you. Linda, would you please announce the last hymn? God is with me, gently o'er me are his wings of mercy spread, all his way made plain before me, and his glory round me shed. Safely onward shall my pilgrim feet be led. Hymn number 81. <laughs>